Hello, and welcome to another episode of E-Pushing History. Sit back and relax as we discuss the debate over the merits of the Bill of Rights, including the amendments that were proposed, but ultimately not ratified and included in the Bill of Rights. To start off, the Constitution was written in 1787 to replace the Articles of Confederation. The Constitution was great overall, but there were some things that were missing from the document. In 1789, the Bill of Rights was written. The original document consisted of 19 amendments written by James Madison. This was proposed to the states in September of 1791. However, Amendments 3 through 12 were ratified and made official on December 15th. 1791, officially becoming the United States Bill of Rights. The first proposal for a National Bill of Rights came with the first draft of the United States Constitution in 1787 by a delegate from Virginia named George Mason. When Congress rejected the proposal for a National Bill of Rights for many reasons, including that they saw it as the state's job to show and give the rights to the people in order to limit the size and the power of the central government. This was essential at the time as the people of the early Americas did not want to risk the rise of another tyrannical government that could again oppress them. The whole government was designed around trying to prevent this. Another fear held against the Federal Bill of Rights was the idea that these were the only rights that people had and that delegates did not want the potential for this interpretation. When the Constitution was ratified on September 17, 1787, 39 delegates signed the Constitution making it the official governing document of the nation. However, three delegates were present when the document was signed, but refused to sign the document because it did not include a Bill of Rights. These three delegates were George Mason, Edmund Randolph, and Elbridge Gerry. They had a different view than most people did at the time on the idea of a National Bill of Rights. They saw that the lack of a National Bill of Rights meant that some states afforded people rights in their bills of rights, but there was no unifying federal standard to keep the rights consistent. Some states did have their own bills, such as Virginia's Declaration of Rights, which was rewritten soon after the revolution. Their bill was written in 1776 and outlined the core rights of men, most importantly, including the right to reform or to abolish inadequate government. Yeah, another key concept of the Virginia Declaration of Rights that would influence later documents was that the power came from the people and the people placed the power in the government. The first section of the document starts with the idea that the people had natural freedom and that they had inherent rights. This sounds very familiar to a few other famous American documents. Hint, hint, Declaration of Rights. George Mason, one of the representatives from Virginia at the signing of the Constitution, strongly saw this bill as essential to his home state and sought the same for the nation. He was unwilling to relent, going as far as to refuse to sign over the issue. The idea of a Bill of Rights became a very sensitive and touchy issue for the people of the colonies and the early Americas after the Revolution. With the writing of the Constitution, the basic rights of the people were laid out but the people felt that some of the key rights were still missing. 
Shortly after the Constitution became the official governing document of the United States, James Madison began to draft the first version of the Bill of Rights, based on the ideas proposed by George Mason. This draft, once finalized, included 19 amendments. This proposal got sent to Congress on June 8, 1789. The House of Representatives first looked over the bill and eliminated two of the proposed amendments, shrinking the number down to 17. Then the Senate got a chance to look over and ratify the document. Well, they looked over it. They decided to narrow the document down to only 12 amendments. They really slashed it. On September 25, 1789, the document was sent out to the states for ratification. The states had the choice to vote on these rights, as outlined in the Constitution, that all amendments must be presented to the states, and then they would have to vote on those rights and ideas. There were only three states that did not vote, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Georgia. These states did not get the chance to ratify the bill because only nine of the states had to ratify the bill for it to become law. Later, in 1939, symbolically, they ratified and approved the Bill of Rights. The ninth state ratified the bill on December 15, 1791, taking the bill into law. After the vote, only 10 of the 12 amendments had been approved by the states. Through this vote, however, the Third Amendment, stating freedom of speech, press, assembly, petition, and the right to a speedy trial, became the First Amendment. This new Bill of Rights was a huge step in creating unity amongst the states. The Bill of Rights also helped to shape the way Americans thought of their home country. It showed the people what it meant to be one united people, one united country. Madison, in his original proposal to add the Bill of Rights to the Constitution, rather than just amend the bill, suggested a list of 19 amendments that he felt were needed for the success and outlining of the American future. Ultimately, only 12 of these were formally proposed by Madison to the states, and only 10 ended up being ratified. Madison wanted, at first, the Constitution to be rewritten and made to include these amendments as articles of the Constitution. Madison wanted the amendments to be part of the Constitution to show that they were truly at the core of the American government and how integral they were to the future success of the nation. But the Constitution had already been ratified, and the fledgling government had no desire to restart the process. The government decided that it would not be a good idea to remodel their core government around this new proposal. Their suggestion was that he could potentially have these amendments just be that, later revisions without changing the core document that would be voted upon by the states. The version of the bill proposed to Congress had 19 amendments or articles that got voted down to 17 by the House and again slashed to 12 by the Senate. But these other articles were not all just eliminated. Some of them would later go on to be passed and others would be combined to form super articles. One good example of this would be that in the second draft of the Bill of Rights, the one that was passed by the House of Representatives, the third and the fourth articles were condensed into one article, and so the version the states got only had that as one article. We now call this article the First Amendment. The original Bill of Rights proposed to the states had two amendments proposed by James Madison, which were not included in the bill, that ended up being passed. The first regulated how representatives would be chosen so that the reps would always represent a smaller constituency 
as the general population of the USA grew. Right, as Madison put it, after the first enumeration required by the first article of the Constitution, there shall be one representative for every 30,000 until the number shall amount to 100, after which the proportion shall be so regulated by Congress, and goes on to say that, 40, that there shall be no less than 100 representatives, nor less than one representative for every 40,000 persons, until the number of representatives shall amount to 200, after which the proportion shall be so regulated by Congress that there shall be no less than 200 representatives, nor more than one representative for every 50,000 persons. Pretty wordy, but after all, it was the first article. Basically, the right talks about how many representatives would be required for a set amount of people. The original outlines the amendment would have there be one representative for every 30,000 people. It also had clauses to increase the ratio as the population grew, but never to greater than 50,000 people per representative or less than 100 representatives. The second of these two would later be adopted into the amendments in 1995, but that's quite a way in the future. The right stated, No law bearing the compensation for the services of the senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of a new house. Basically, this states that Congress could not give themselves a raise until the next election has taken place. They couldn't pay themselves more for no reason, really. This, however, was not included in the Bill of Rights and instead made the Third Amendment the current First Amendment. This amendment, however, was ratified a full 203 years after it was originally proposed by Madison. That aged pretty well. Overall, the Bill of Rights had been significantly narrowed since its first form proposal on June 8, 1789, but the core ideas were still present and now put at the core of American law and the rapidly expanding American way of life. Go America! Whew, James Madison, what a guy. He is the reason we have such some in the most important and distinctive rights like the right to bear arms, freedom of press, and freedom of speech. I mean, he's just really important. Man, where's this guy's holiday? I have no idea. He really needs a holiday, though. The Bill of Rights was controversial at the time, and many of the rights are still controversial today. But it is now one of those things at the core of our American identity, and it is at the heart of what makes the American government so different from the other governments around the world, then and today. <laughs>